With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Josh Rosen has now tweeted out about this story. So let's talk about it, where uh, Jim Mora, his former head coach, says, quote, Josh Rosen needs to be challenged. Now, look, there's a longer quote than that. Remember, uh, Mora stood by his opinion from last week that Darnold was a better fit for the Browns. He added that he believes Rosen is the number one quarterback in the draft. He's a franchise changer, but he needs to be challenged intellectually so he doesn't get bored. He's a millennial. He wants to know why. Millennials, once they know why, they're good. Josh has a lot of interests in life. If you can hold his concentration level and focus only on football for a few years, he will set the world on fire. He has so much ability. He's a really good kid. Josh Rosen, why? Why? Um, look, this is Jim Mora speaking in code, right? There are certain kind of buzzwords, certain buzzwords. It's like, did you see that with uh, 
what Sinclair Media did over the weekend. Do you guys, any of you guys see this? Robert, did you see it? So Sinclair owns all these local TV stations, all these local affiliates, and they had all they had all their anchors stand up and talk about fake news. And they used all these kind of buzzwords, like political buzzwords, and then of course President Trump tweets about it. And if you take it on if you take it just by what how you read it, you're like, oh, well, they're just saying, hey, look, we're a trusted news source. We're going to thoroughly investigate. You don't want to just, you know, read something on Facebook and think that it's real. Instead, go to people you trust. The problem with it is the idea of fake news. Fake news is a word that could be easily trademarked by our president, to which he calls legitimate news fake news. You know, the most qualified newsmen and women in the country work for some of the best pieces of journalistic endeavors and integrity in the country. And that's what he calls fake news. And so you use these kind of trigger words and buzzwords and not simply using him. That's just an example. We do this in anywhere in life where you have buzzwords, words that get your attention, words that say what you're really trying to say and all of the other words, though, it makes the sentences. If you again, if you read all of this, this doesn't sound bad at all. All right, let me read it again to you. Needs to be challenged intellectually so he doesn't get bored. He's a millennial and he wants to know why. Millennials wants to know why they're good. He has a lot of interest. If you can hold his concentration level, only focus on football for a few years, he will set the world on fire. He has so much ability. He's a really good kid. Right? In totality, that's pretty good. Pretty awesome. But um, he said he'd still take, take, like, if he's so awesome, if he's the number one quarterback in the draft, well, why the hell wouldn't you take him in Cleveland? If, and then he says millennial. And millennial is a word that it's a lot like mediocre. A lot like the word mediocre. Like, this, do people know what the word mediocre means? If I say, if my wife says, how was dinner? She says, and I say, it's mediocre. Dan Byer, if I say uh, to my wife, uh, and she asks how dinner was, and I say mediocre, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's a bad thing. But what does mediocre actually mean? Um, average? Yes. means completely average. So if I tell my wife, even if I tell my wife, hey, listen, you're a great cook. How was how that meal? It was mediocre. Like, if on average, she's a really good cook, and this was simply average, it's well above average, right? But mediocre is a word with a complete negative connotation, which is what millennial is. To anyone who's 40 and up, 50 and up, you say millennial and you're like, oh, God, he's a millennial. They're always tweeting or texting and staring at their phones. They're doing selfies at every possible opportunity. You know, they have the iPad and the iPhone and the iMac. It's all about me, 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 me. Or YouTube. Not about Wii. Other than Nintendo Wii when it came out. It's pretty cool. Anyway. He uses the word millennial, which sounds like an it's an accurate depiction, which could be an accurate depiction of my wife's dinner. Average. But it has a negative connotation. He also said Josh has a lot of interest. That's interesting. People do have a lot of interest. They do. Like, look, everybody's got something else they're into. I got a buddy who likes to drive Porsches really fast. I don't get it. I don't understand it. 
takes hours away from his family. You know, he's got like three, four Porsches, makes a bunch of money. I'm like, dude. But he likes to drive really fast. Okay. Does so legally on uh, on tracks across the country. I know the guys end up fixing up classic cars. There are some guys that are golf guy. You know what I'm going to do is go out and go play a quick nine. There's tennis guy. There's Tybo guy. Does Tybo guy still exist? Does anybody teach Tybo anymore? But that's not what you, you don't want the reputation being the guy who coached you in college, who offered you a scholarship, who coached you for three years, says, I'd take somebody else. And by the way, I wouldn't just take somebody else. I'd take somebody from an arch rival school. And you're a millennial. And you got a lot of interest. Forget all the other fluff. The trigger words are all there. He's telling you everything you need to know. He's telling you, millennial, he's a pain in the ass. Right? Oh, God, they want to know why to everything. Just do it, Josh. Why? 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 That's what two-year-olds do. Three-year-olds do. My son was six. He went through this. Why? 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 And at some point you go, because I said so. That's it. I don't want somebody who has, he has a lot of interest. That sounds like a dude with ADD. And it's not who Josh Rosen is. He just, it's just not that much fun. That's what he said. Josh Rosen, super talented. Is he fun? Like, not really. Right. Josh Rosen reminds me, how he's portrayed reminds me of a supermodel. Right. I think you take them out to dinner and they look great, but they can't really eat anything. And they're so thin and they're beautiful, but they're so much better looking than you are. You're like, ah, ah. And they can't ever cut their hair. They only can, when they have their hair done, they got to have their hair done by somebody. Right? Like, you know, I like a ball cap and sweats kind of girl. I want a seven that, I want a 10 that thinks she's a seven, not a nine that thinks she's a 10. No, don't give me this. Won't be happy for the rest of your life. Get yourself an ugly wife. No, thanks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Sources have said that Rob Gronkowski still hasn't made up his decision, but despite some serious considerations since the end of the season of retiring because of physical and mental fatigue, sources say that Gronk is pretty certain he'll come back as long as Tom Brady remains with the team. Is Tom Brady going somewhere we don't know? Uh, This, of course, from uh, Jeff Darlington, who writes, however, this dose of good news to the Pats and Pats fans comes with some dilution. Lingering frustrations remain between Gronk and Bill Belichick, along with other players in the Pats organization, according to sources close to each side. Whether those frustrations on either side will impact Gronk's return to the team remain the final piece of the unfinished puzzle. Look, Gronk's beat up. Gronk's had a bunch of surgery. Gronk not happy. And Gronk thinks he's got a post-football career. And Danny Amendola's gone. Um, 
And so the thought is, with all these other Nate soldiers gone, with all these others gone, Malcolm Butler obviously gone, hey, man, are we going to be good enough to win this thing? Look, there's more news out about the Malcolm Butler thing. None of it seems all that good for Butler. It just doesn't. Nowhere in there is there Butler saying, hey, you know what? Butler was like, I was trying to get back to who I was. I was trying to get back to health. I was trying to. None of it said that I was ready to go, that I was playing my best football as the best version of myself. And some of the comments of unnamed teammates say that, like, look, it was a surprise, but it wasn't like they didn't see some of it coming. They weren't shocked because he hadn't been bringing it. And there's, there's something interesting going on in sports. And I think you're going to see it tonight. I do. I think you're going to see it. it and honestly, we kind of saw it in the college football national championship. Do you remember who was the starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide? Anybody have any idea? Remember that was? Yeah. The Crimson Tide of Alabama started a sophomore at quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Right? But they pulled Jalen Hurts for Tua in the second half of the national championship game. And Jalen Hurts said something that was amazing afterwards. Like, I'm so happy for him and happy for us. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if the biggest show of the year, all of a sudden I got a tap on the show like, hey, golly, listen, we're bringing Byron out of the pen. He's going to take it the rest of the way. And then Byer absolutely crushes it, and we win some sort of mythical radio championship. Like, would I be happy for Dan Byer? Yeah, I think Dan does a really good job. I listen to his afternoon show every weekend. He's on on Fox Sports Radio. And I try, when he fills in, I try to listen because I think he's excellent. But whether it's jealousy, envy, or just reality, I don't, that'd be hard for me. But part of it is the demands of Nick Saban. Like, hey, if you're going to be here, you're going to sacrifice your ego. I want to coach the guys I want to coach. Look at the San Antonio Spurs. How have they been able to have sustained success in the NBA? Get over yourself, right? Get over yourself. We want to have guys around here who want to be coached. You look at tonight in college basketball. And what changed with Villanova? 2009 Villanova coming off of Final Four. They could have got any way they want in the country, and they did. Mustafa Yaru, Dominique Cheek. They got all these guys. And Malik Waynes couldn't win games. Couldn't win with them. Because they weren't, what, what, they'll, what they'll say is, well, they didn't fit our culture. What that means is they want to be coach. They want to dive on the floor. They want to take charges. They want to move the ball. They want to cheer for the success of others because we wore the same uniform. And that's the fight. When I was down at the Final Four in San Antonio, we have all these discussions, all these discussions about, uh, about what changes need to be made in college basketball. And you talk to high school coaches, you talk to college coaches, you talk to pro coaches, they'll all say the same thing. Dude, the, every year they seem to get more entitled, more about themselves and less about the team, with the exception of the teams that win. 
those coaches find a way to get guys to absolutely, positively buy in. And how do you do that? By selecting guys that you want to coach because they want to be coached. That's how. So I, I think there's actually a correlation here between the the, the Gronk thing. Gronk's not happy. Uh, okay, Gronk, do you think we're happy when did when Bill Belichick, do you think Bill Belichick's been happy that he's had to go Super Bowls without you there? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. On Sunday, there's a show, new show, Chris and Karan. Chris Mannix just joined us. Karan Butler, longtime NBA player, former NBA All-Star, NBA champion. And I was on, we had this discussion about, uh, there's, we talked about it a little yesterday, Darius Basley, who's a high school senior, he's going to go straight to the G League, something that I've told people for a long time, you're able to do, has decided to not go to Syracuse, where he was uh, committed to going, and instead going to go to the G League. So Karan and I had a discussion over whether or not Going to college, what was better, going to college or going to the G League? Here's Karan. When we're talking about big picture and we're talking about Zion, if you're looking at the NCAA and you're looking at the G League, and the ultimate goal is to be in the association, be in the NBA, and we look at 18-year-old kids, we're talking MLB, we're talking about golf, you don't want them to be around grown people, but that's how you develop the true competitive. Can you play on this platform? He's going to dominate the NCAA. And then you look at the coaching bench. What guy that looked like him that can teach him the skill set at the highest level besides Coach K? He's not going to be out there in the individual sessions showing him footwork, showing him the jump hook, showing him things like that. But if you go to a G League team and you're a, a little brother to an organization, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's whoever, you're going to have pros coming in teaching you how to drop step. People you respect. Okay, so to which I said um, I named the three assistants on staff now with the, with Duke, Chris Carowell, Nate James, both who played at Duke recently, and Nolan Smith, who played at Duke recently. And Nolan Smith, of course, played the most in the NBA of, of those three guys. So if you want to diminish the staff, that's fine. If you want to say that he's going to dominate college basketball, that's fine. I don't think that Marvin Bagley dominated college basketball. And by the way, if you watch Zion Williamson, he's got a lot of work to do. He's played in a low level in terms of high school basketball, and he's known more because of YouTube as opposed to an R.J. Barrett, who's the top recruit going to Duke, who's played at a much higher level of high school and AU basketball. But just look, there's a, there's a component to it which we continue to miss out on. We continue to... Like, it, we hear people say the big picture and their big picture is how can I get paid fastest? That's not the big picture. The big picture is the big picture, your life. Do you have a great life or do you have a life where you made money a year before you could make a lot more money? First of all, in terms of making a lot more money, you can make a whole hell of a lot more money. If you play at Duke and you play a Final Four, you play against Carolina and Syracuse and Louisville and Notre Dame, you play all those games on TV, that is called brand building. You go play in the G League, you are in the witness protection program for a year from mainstream America. I'm not saying I won't watch. I'll watch. If, if basketball is on TV, it's on my computer, it's on my phone, it's on my watch, I will watch it. 
But I am not mainstream America. We create legends because of what you do in college basketball for a year. Why do you know Trey Young? If I said Aaron Harrison's name, you might know him from Kentucky. Do you know he was the best player in the G League this year before he got called up? Of course you don't. You know why? Because nobody cares about the G League. Nobody cares about Major League Baseball. Stop comparing it to the baseball model. Because if NBA players knew what baseball players made for the first six years of their career, they would poop their pants. They'd be like, wait, what? Some of the best players in baseball aren't even making a million dollars after being in a league for a couple years? Yeah, dude, that's the deal. Like, no way, I wouldn't do that. You're right. That's why the Major League Baseball model doesn't work. You have a chance to go and play under a legendary coach who you can say he doesn't know about the NBA, but he's pretty well-respected when he coaches USA basketball. And if you want to compare staffs, that's fine. Do they get to do they do they get to work with you more in the pros? They do, although the South Bay Lakers, they don't practice all that much. But more than anything, the big picture is you as a person being around a major university and a really well respected one like Duke. Growing, maturing, being away from home for the first time. All these things are important. The maturation process of the human being is important. And as a player, and there's brand building. But people would lead you to believe that somehow it's better to make 50 grand this year than, than build your brand based upon a $70,000 scholarship, which is really worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here's what Big East people would, and we have the Big East on Fox Sports 1, they'll think, they'll think that I don't like the league. Like, I'm just a real, realist about it. It helped Villanova when they got away from Syracuse, UConn. Remember, UConn was in a different league. They won a national championship. Mm-hmm. It, helped Syracuse, it helped them when, you know, Syracuse, Louisville, who also won a national championship in 2013. They, when they got out of that league, they, they got a little bit more confidence. They weren't that good when they first kind of started this run. That's why they got beat early in the tournament. And they got better and better and better, and they got older players. And and then kind of here's I, I say college basketball came the field kind of came back to them. Right? You had a year in which Carolina's not as good as they've been because they don't have because they had a couple of years where there was the cloud where they thought they were going to be on probation or Roy Williams might retire. Uh Duke's just super, super young. And because they've had a couple too many guys transfer. And a couple too many guys go to the NBA draft. Kentucky lost their bet. Nobody wants to sit on the bench for Kentucky. They were too young this year. Arizona obviously loses early. Um, they weren't as good as maybe they should have been. Louisville had a had on paper what should have been a national championship caliber contender team that was destroyed when their best incoming recruit, uh, you know, never was never able to play because the FBI investigation and they lost their head coach. So uh, some other things kind of worked their way. And then you have the fact that they've been able to get kids to redshirt while staying. You know, a lot of guys have gotten redshirts by getting transfers, and they have one. But when you get Dante DiVincenzo to redshirt, when you get Michael, Mikhail Bridges to redshirt, when you get, uh, who else, Amari Spellman had to redshirt. Like, he was good enough to play right away anywhere in the country, but he redshirted because he was academically ineligible. Like, that has all helped them. So, to in the Northeast Corridor, that helps you some. Um, 
And it also helps that they have they played they were the they've been the dominant team in their league, so they get a really good seed. That helps you some. And I, I think that they've they've gotten players that maybe are become NBA players, but aren't one and dunners, and so they've had to work, and then they have a great culture and a really good coach, and they're playing twenty what I call twenty first century basketball, using the three point shot, hybrid big guys to step out and shoot. The whole thing has come together and they're they're like an iconic pro that's that's how you want to play. That's how you want to play. So it's it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with Villanova in the future when Brunson leaves. Because I do think, as I started the show telling people, I, I do think that uh, that he be, he is the story. His dad was an NBA player. His dad was going to get a job at Temple to be a coach. His dad got arrested. I don't even think he was convicted on it or whatever. And Temple couldn't hire him. And so then he opened back up his recruitment, went to Villanova, and the rest, as they say, is history. Now he's the best player in the country. By the way, did you guys hear what uh, Dick Vitale said in regards to three-point shooting? Take a listen. Dick Vitale, now look, it's been related as Dick Vitale saying too many three-pointers. It's not what he said. On the other hand, there's some holes to the take. Take a listen. We are coming to a point where we must alter that three-point line. It is dominating the game so much and takes away from the flow and the rhythm what the game really was supposed to be about. Pass, cut, drive. I would love to see them utilize what they did in the NIT. Widen the lane to 16 feet and then also move that three-point line back to the international rule, 22 feet an inch. And I think that would help the game and certainly minimize all the threes that are being used. Okay, listen, I love Coach Vitale. He was very nice to me when we worked together at ESPN. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but when he got the job, the head coaching job at the University of Detroit, there were two finalists. One was my dad. One was Dick Vitale. So he's always been kind to me. But he's actually completely contradicting himself. Do I believe that it would cut down on some threes to widen, to, to move the three-point line out? Sure. But eventually players would adjust just as they adjusted when we moved the line back you know, five years ago or so. Just, but I'm okay with that. But but the other part he said is that the, we'd have more passing and cutting and driving. And did you watch the game? It wasn't like they were just coming down and going like dribble, dribble, three, dribble, dribble, three. No, the ball was moving side to side. It's the same thing they run the NBA. And by the way, if you widen the lane, you make post ups even less efficient. So you get less post-up shots. You want to widen the lane? Cool. You want to widen the three-point line? Cool. Don't widen the lane if you want post-play. post And you still get just as many points in the paint. You just get them differently. Instead of throwing them to some big dude who's sweating a ton, you know, you get it to a guy who's cutting towards the basket. Or you get put-back dunks. Or you get drives to the basket. The game is still about who makes the most layups, not just who makes the most threes. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.